You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. ex-girlfriend or an ex-boyfriend an ex we're woke here we don't do the gender goals how many of you have ever stalked an ex-partner probably everybody but you know what i realized i have not done before i have never actually stalked an old employer i got on a i i got on kind of a fixation the other week i'm, I'm working on an assignment and it causes me to have to reflect a lot on a lot of the places that I used to work. And, um, you know, parlor was by far like the most traumatic job I've ever had in my life. But, um, the one job I had, I actually did a full episode for, um, I think it was an MLM episode about a year ago. It was talking about why multi-level marketing is a scam and it's horrible and you shouldn't do it. I think I'd talked about it then, but, um, that place was the place where I was like at my lowest point, like emotionally, I straight up could not do anything. Um, I mean, it was one of the situations where it's like, once I quit, I was like, I just need like a whole life reset. That was really where I was at my lowest after parlor. I mean, I had ideas. I was more scared of things afterwards. But, I mean, th- this job at a, at DC Promotions, where I thought I was doing direct marketing, um, turned out to be a door-to-door business-to-business makeup sales. And um, that, that was where I was at my lowest. But I try and block that out of my memory. I went ahead and wrote a, a brief blog about it. Over on my newsletter, remzo.substack.com, you can go ahead and check it out. You see a photo of uh, one of my really nice um, uh, saddle, uh, wingtip shoes, my brown wingtip shoes, because I'm a southern gentleman. I used to wear those with my suits, still do. But that pair was one of my favorite pairs. It just fit like a nice seersucker suit. It was just, mm, it was perfect. I could tap dance in that shit. Uh, but not after a certain point, because I walked so many miles in it during my first week and a half working at that job. I actually walked it to the point where it developed holes at the bottom. You can go ahead and see the holes there on remzo.substack.com. But uh, anyway, I, I got I got a little I got a little obsessed, and I was thinking about it. It's like you know I have intentionally unfollowed them from all social media. I've cut contact with everyone I worked with for the most part. I almost forget it happened sometimes, except in moments where I'm like, God, did that really happen? Um, but uh, anyway, I, I, I was looking at just what happened because it's one of those things where it's like I, there were a lot of red flags at the beginning and I just ignored it. And I I wanted to do an episode talking about multi-level marketing again because I saw some of you got into it because 
let, let's be honest, this idea of be your own boss, own your own business, make passive and active income streams from home, don't have a boss. You see a lot of that stuff online, and we talk about the art and philosophy of the side hustle and developing your entrepreneurial spirit. So that way you could still have a job and have a side hustle. You can have multiple side hustles and, uh, you know, be a full-time mom. You can be a college student and still start a business that you can go ahead and scale and grow to become big after you graduate. I mean, this is about finding ways to tap into what you're passionate about. So that way you could, you know, survive and thrive in life. It's not good enough just to exist. You want to live in this fantastic world. You've got great things to do. And these MLMs come up in all different forms. And um, you've got people who who speak to them because they've they've mastered the formula of paying for the courses and going to the conferences and being sociopathic enough to loop all their friends and families into it monetarily. And uh, I'm sorry to say, but it always ends up in heartbreak, headache, and possible lawsuits. This, this place was a bit different. DC Promotions, you know, they weren't selling like essential oils and stuff like that. It was a multi-level marketing scheme done in an, in a very effective and, you know, scary way because you thought you were working an actual job. But when you learned about all the stipulations on how you got paid and how it actually worked and then you know the the culture around it you began to realize wait a second this is like an MLM on steroids this has gone beyond like you know longer burger baskets and pampered chef and you know that type of shit this is uh, this is a cult so i started thinking about it and i wanted to see what they were up to I wanted to see if they had uh you know bamboozled anyone else like they did to me so many years ago so i went ahead on glassdoor.com and the reviews, some of them made me laugh, and some of them brought a tear to my eye. Um, before we go any further, you probably hear it in the background. Funny story about that, because you're going to have to listen to it throughout the show. Um, I went ahead and uh, had my parents come out for a weekend. We had a good, good time here in Milwaukee. My parents came out to just chill with me for a few days, and we went to the Milwaukee Art Museum and the Harley Museum and had some German food, and my dad and I drank a lot, and it was fun. But my parents kept complaining about how cold it is. And, I mean, you know, they're, they're in Virginia right now. So, you know, they, they got the snow about a week ago, and it was warmer here. And by warmer, I mean about 25, 30 degrees. But my apartment was around 65, and I don't know what's going on with my thermostat, but it, it has. I, I try and set it for 71, and it's just been causing problems. And I don't know what my mom did, but she fixed it. She, like, you know, punched it or something. And it hit 71, but it's, like, loud as hell. And I want to bring it down to, like, you know maybe a few notches down to like get rid of the sound but at the same time it's just so warm and um i want to live so excuse me if that bothers you but let's go ahead and let's go ahead and pull up glassdoor.com this is for dc promotions and some of you have told me that my story sounds so horrible you don't know whether or not i'm telling the truth so i'm actually going to go ahead and link to this business in the show notes, I'll also go ahead and uh, link to that blog I did over on my Substack, remso.substack.com, and uh, I'll find the old episode too. I'll try and do that, so that way you can go back and listen to why you need to avoid this shit at all costs. But um, let's looky here, and I loved it because the first thing that came up for DC Promotions was DC Promotions reviews about quote scam. Oh, man. It gets an average of a 3.3 out of 5 stars. And uh, everyone here seems to be giving it a pro and a con. Let's um, let's see how this works out. So this first one says pros. Very easy to get hired and people are nice. Yeah, I got hired like on the phone interview. And when I showed up for the in-person interview, I was basically signing a project. Uh, that should have been the first red flag. Because the fact that they did very little, you know, checkup on me and everything, and they were just so eager to hire me, don't get me wrong, I'm awesome, and I was very overqualified for this, quote, direct marketing job, but um, 
Later, I found out that they hire insanely fast because they burn people out so fast. So basically, for every person they hire, they basically lose two people. Um, let me see. What are the cons for this person? Cons. Uh, extremely long hours per day and have no benefits whatsoever. Don't waste your time applying. Why even leave a pro if you're going to add a con like that? You should just say it's not worth it when the pro is you get hired immediately and the cons are long hours, no benefits. Don't waste your time applying. Uh, Okay, this one was from about a year ago. Um, This guy was a sales and marketing associate in Vienna. Um, This guy gave it five stars, various clients, and great options. Uh, pro every day is different depending on the client account you work on. Newsflash, you only work one client account. It's that stupid freaking makeup company. Come on. Let me read the full comment. Why, why aren't you doing that for me? Okay. I'll have to read some of the comment. Um, anyway, every day is different. Uh, new challenges, great pay. No new challenges are, can you sell more than you sold the other day? The great pay, no, you make 40K, and that's if you don't fuck up and void your base pay, forcing you to only take commission. I worked um, probably like 50, 60 hours one week, and because I injured my neck and didn't have insurance, I had to take an afternoon off, so I voided my base pay. So for all those extra hours I put in, I basically ended the week with a $80 check. Um. Awesome colleagues, great incentives for staff, work-life balance, as long as you don't let your work back up. You know, I got to say, like, the women that worked in this job, I'll just be straight with you. The women that worked there were fucking hot. Like, they were drop-dead smoke show gorgeous. And much like any cult, they use the female colleagues to incentivize the male colleagues, Take that as you will. I will say that it was very obvious that, um, you know, there's a reason why so many guys got paired up with so many women. Uh, okay, so that, that guy liked it. That guy liked it. That's the highest reviewed post on here. Everything else is freaking awesome. One star from a former employee. He was an account manager. Everyone was an account manager. And here's a secret. When everyone has an awesome title, when everyone is a manager, when everyone is a vice president of whatever, nobody is. They give you titles so they could take them away. But this guy was an account manager, much like me. Uh, Pros, I wanted to respond to DC Promotions and ask, how is this not an MLM company, MLM multi-level marketing? When I worked for you, you literally referred to it as a multi-level marketing firm. I never managed an account. The lady who runs the office can make close to 30K a week. Ah! Cons. It's all cons. No pros. And I'm not talking the good and bad if you catch my drift. (laughs) Um, Next one. Current employee. Less than one year. Gave it a one star. Apply at your own risk. Um, pros, you can get stronger in your sales experience. Cons, very toxic and unhealthy work culture and environment. Here's what they had you do. They had you show up every day an hour early for an hour of sales reviews where you had to like memorize this, um, this book that was written by the president and it was basically a, a straight line sales system and you had to have this memorized verbatim and you were tested on it constantly and then during that hour, they would have everyone sit down for like this motivational like pep talk where everyone is talking about how they're going to become millionaires and somebody has to lead it. And it was a different like senior account manager each day. And they're telling you how selling these makeup bags helped them like buy a BMW and shit like that. And it was always like, you know, every day was like Wolf of Wall Street and you had to pound your chest and go each time. Like I was weirded out, but the worst part about it was like you, you, you sit, you walk so long throughout the day. When you get back to the office of air conditioning in Virginia, it was sweltering in the summer and you had to wear a suit. I'd want to sit down in our employee uh, area 
And uh, because there was no offices, there was the one office that was run by the CEO and who was making like 30K a week. Then there was like the storage room. Then it was like an open classroom. And you had to go ahead and uh, count up your totals and your cash and everything throughout the day. And uh, you were not allowed to sit down because sitting down promoted slacking. Now, don't get me wrong. I was in the army and, um, you know, you do things and combat and training so that way you don't go ahead and like you know get too comfortable get too lazy like let your heart rate down when you should be elevated don't get me wrong in some situations it's like don't sit down stand up don't rub your eyes stay awake but in that job it was done intentionally just to harass people like you can't sit down sitting down brings down the energy of the room and it's like dude i've been walking miles there's a hole in my shoe mofo like what is happening? It was it was bad, and, and what was worse is that they reviewed you every day on all these like stupid things. So they would give you like a real high score on like your first review, like attitude, and then they would just burn you on everything else. And I got I got like a zero out of five score on synergy. So what you're doing when you're rating somebody on all these things every day, like it just it it, it messes with your head. I swear to God. Um, the next one is two stars and this current employee wrote scam. If it's a scam, why put two, why put two stars? And this person for a pro put very easy to get hired and the people are nice. Yes. The the people are nice because they don't want, they don't want, you know, how terrible it is there because they found a way to make it work and everyone gets hired. During my time there, there were dozens of people coming in for interviews every day and every day they got hired. It was a hundred percent a pyramid scheme. And then this other one from a former employee, one star out of five door to door soliciting. They told me, and for the record, I I was told that when we did that, we were going to be doing promotional events for the nationals and the Redskins and all this stuff. And that the door to door stuff was only for one campaign. Little did I know that by the second week that that stuff was all a lie and it was door to door sales every day. And that the guy who owns the business was also the owner of the freaking makeup company. And what he was basically doing was he was taking an army of young people in debt, young people who were desperate for a job and he was basically convincing them that they were working for this marketing agency when, in fact, they were just uh, people he could go ahead and pressure and gaslight and manipulate into messing up, voiding their base pay, and then basically working between 40 to 60 hours. No, it was never 40 hours a week. You were always working two, three extra hours more. I think one day I started around 6.30. I didn't, get, uh, I didn't finish till like, 7.30, 8 o'clock, and I was told that was normal. And, um, you know, like you, it, it was, it was just freaking ridiculous. But, uh, this person put pros, the people are nice, upbeat, positive con the job opportunities you find online are disguised to look appealing to fields like communications and marketing. But upon further starting, you'll find that the only thing you'll be doing is door to door solicitations is multi-level marketing. Next one former employee worked there less than one year not for everyone one star (laughs) pro they will push you motivate you outgoing team cons 12 hour shifts every day no exception no benefits selling low quality makeup to people um oh i love this i love this one um one star former employee Slave circle. Pros, the managers are cool sometimes. I had I had some I had some funny moments. Uh my, my one guy, JD, was uh probably the one person where I would I would grab a beer with him. I would call him a fucking scammer, but I would grab a beer with him. I've got a cool story about JD I might tell you one day. Um uh my one manager, Katie, was uh was from Coastal Carol she she graduated from Coastal Carolina which I thought was funny because she, um, you know, Coastal Carolina was a big uh, football rival for Liberty University. Um, me and her actually wrapped out all of, um, uh, uh, I think it was, um, it was one of Eminem's albums, like way back in the day. It was like, uh, Guess Who's Back? Yeah, it was Guess Who's Back. We actually, 
like we, we competed against each other to see who could go through all of Guess Who's Back without fumbling, and we both actually did it in sync for the entire song. And that was fun. Uh, totally gaslit me into thinking it was a legitimate job, but that was a cool moment. Katie's cool. Hope she's doing well. She wanted to get far in that job, and you know, I can't, I can't, I can't con people. I, I can't fault people for you know buying into the con sometimes. I just wish they could do something else. <laughs> um, but the cons for this: look up Slave Circle on YouTube, and it will tell you something you need to know about this company and the hundreds of others like it. Uh, next one, next one. Account manager, former employee, less than one year, uh, two stars. Pros, friendly colleagues, positive work environment. Cons, stressful environment, no times or other. Things. <laughs> okay, um, three stars. Only good for entry level starters. Work experience in office and out of office. That's because they they don't like they they stalk you like outside of the office and they try and make you do things like go to fucking TGI Fridays every night. They they want your job. They want that job to become your life. And uh, cons lack of stability when it comes to pay. Yeah, because when you can make you know twelve hundred dollars one week like somebody did, and then um, uh, you know like eighty bucks for working the same hours. It's of course it's freaking ridiculous. Um. Let me see. Is there is there anything else from here that was worth looking into? Nah. Anyway, absolutely crazy. Uh, it, it made me want to go ahead and look into this idea of the business cult type of environment. And these multi-level marketing companies are absolutely notorious for doing that. So I've gone ahead and pulled up an article from employedhistorian.com. It's titled, Signs You're Working in a Business Cult. I'll go ahead and read it and give my thoughts throughout. You can go ahead and read the full article in the show notes. Worried you might be in a business cult? Understand and spot these signs in your organization to be sure. God, where's this article when I needed it? That's my first thought. Um, These come from real experiences interviewing and working with businesses that exhibit cult-like behavior. You can follow the steps at the bottom to escape your toxic company, too. And by the way, I know some people who did this stuff for years. I did this one for two weeks. Um, I I forget the, the the other company I almost really got suckered into. They actually really destroyed some friendships. It was a it was a real estate company where the goal was mainly to convince other people to be realtors, so that way when they affiliate with you, you can get a chunk of their commission. And then it got to the point where it's like it was no longer about real estate; it was just about recruiting other people to sell real estate. I don't remember, but it was uh, it was horrible, and I include it in that one MLM episode. Now I feel like I really have to find it. I'll find it, I promise, so you can hear about how I almost became the world's worst real estate agent. Okay. Some business cults push a book on everyone. I can say yes to that because at that at that uh, at DC Promotions we had to go ahead and basically study like this straight line sales bible which was totally ripped off from every sales book ever but it was written by the the president of the company so it, it was the bible for people. Cult-like organizations love to use books to justify their behaviors. Oh, Amway also does this. Amway also pushes what I call like these prosperity gospel sales books that only matter and only like are relevant to Amway people, um, uh, which hints that people can become millionaires in 90 days by focusing on yourself at the gym. Uh, yes, I interviewed at a company that tried pushing that book on several people in a group interview. By the way, group interviews are always a fucking scam. Uh, I've, I did two group interviews one for DC Promotions and then one for another place, which was almost exactly like DC Promotions. And at the end of them, they also they almost always um, offer you a job on the spot. Everyone I know who's ever done a group interview, uh, it, it was less about the quality of person. It was more about they need people, so they're going to make themselves look fun and um, you know try and hire you on the spot. And they say that they're insanely effective and talented and can identify a person even in a group of... Uh, of more than one. So yeah, if you're doing a group interview, get the fuck out. 
Uh, shady organizations treat these these books like gospels, dictating company culture and policy based on what it says. The company's lingo might even come from a book like this. As you listen to the recruiters and leaders of these companies tell stories about their successes so far, you begin to realize that their entire understanding of business comes from their favorite book. It's like they just cannot conceptualize anything that isn't written in those pages. And you're expected to read it. You don't just read it, actually. You're supposed to love it. Companies, uh, meetings, and workshops revolve around its core, its core concepts, and you're pressured to buy into it to succeed at the company. Uh, if you're really unlucky, then it might even be a self-published book from the business cult's CEO or founder. I, I, think, that's, I think that's funny, even as a, self, as a two-time self-published author. Because I like to call myself a best-selling author. Um, <laughs> uh it'll be the leader's pride and joy yeah that, that actually uh actually has a lot of common with cults always these guys write their own manifestos um according to the author i've encountered this twice in real life situations one i was invited to a group interview at a lawn aeration company where they handed out the owner's books on business success and then tried to hire everyone for door-to-door sales on a hundred percent commission huh I wonder if me and this dude worked in the same place. <laughs> um, except the whatever they were doing for lawns was way more useful than the Chinese lead-tainted makeup I was hawking. Two, the CEO at my first full-time job after college has a self-published book that tried to merge time management and leadership into a single concept. His other ideas weren't much better. If it's self-published, then you will notice a few things about it before you ever open it. One, you've probably never heard of this book before. Two, you've probably never heard of the author before. Three, legitimate stores don't sell this book. And four, it exists only for employees to read. Take note on those red flags because they signal a serious problem at the top of the organization. Yeah, because it's all about ego. It's it's about getting people in line. Uh, Secondly... Uh, I'm sorry, next part. So you're constantly being marketed to within the company. This is freaking on the nose. It's like every day when they started us off with that, like, you know, I I used to sell makeup bags too, and now I'm going to the Kentucky Derby and check out my three-piece suit and my Maserati. It can be you. You see my wife? Those giant tits were paid for by these plastic bags. Um, it's normal for companies to want some kind of morale boost now and again. Holiday parties and award ceremonies are all well and good. Some companies take this too far, though. They use every gathering or announcement to keep you hooked on the sense of belonging you get from being in the tribe, as well as the promise of a reward for all your hard work to be delivered in a near yet unspecified future. (laughs) Um, This is a possible sign of a business cult, Being sold, quote, the dream incessantly may be a tactic to cover up for the lack of appropriate compensation, toxic culture, bad decisions. Man, I think this guy and I worked at the same place. You can identify the sign sign fairly easily by spotting messages like these. This could be you. Look how this person's hard work paid off. Keep at it and you'll succeed. (laughs) These rallies have other telltale signs. They prop up company poster children as idols of success. They use language framing as you, they use language framing you as an entrepreneur or future partner. Let me tell you when everybody can be a future partner, nobody is. When this business's whole business is helping you run, quote, your business, it's not a business. You're not even an employee. You're a cult member, bro. The messages are usually delivered in group talks rather than email or conference call. It was almost always done face-to-face. The only time I ever got on a conference call was in the middle of the day when it was an emergency meeting because the, the, the branch manager got several complaints within a day from the Better Business Bureau because one of my colleagues got a person of severe mental disabilities to hand them their credit card and buy over $1,000 of um, of makeup equipment and hair dryers. So yeah, that was the type of people I was working with. 
Um, this is a tactic used by actual cults like uh, Nick Sims, the NXIVM, you know, like the chick from Smallville who got into that sex cult and stuff. Um, executive, it, it was used by Nick Sims' infamous executive success program. Shady companies adopt the same tactics because they need to attract people who join without paying attention to the company's drawbacks. Listen, and, and like, you know, people make mistakes in joining these. I, I did, and I almost fell for it a second time. And you, you see the same type of people. There, there's almost a – if I were to create – if I were to – create a new recruit persona it would be somebody young who is in debt who has made poor financial decisions who is stressed about money who wants a job where they're not wearing a uniform and they could tell people that they have an interesting title and no matter how tough and stressful or bad the job actually is it still feels better than a working one of those other jobs or b being unemployed i know because that was me uh, do, do, do. Uh, that's why you'll find this tactic used so frequently in multi-level marketing companies, pyramid scheme hustlers, and commission-only sales jobs. Uh, they need to keep employees fed on emotion and drive. I'd put sex in there because one of the contract one of the contract requirements was that you wouldn't be in a relationship with another employee. But I'm, I'm here to tell you, a lot of those female uh, quote account managers. They were fucking some of the new male recruits, not because they were hoes, but because that's how you kept those guys coming back every day because the money was shit. There was no benefits. The job sucked. But if you just get some attractive women who have some type of like sweetheart deal with the branch manager and CEO and stuff like that to just start like fucking these dudes, that that's some cult level indoctrination manipulation shit right there. Um. Uh, since uh, okay, they need to keep them. They need to keep employees fed on emotion and drive. Since they don't offer much in the way of compensation or professional fulfillment, if your company holds these hype sessions frequently instead of discussing things like operations or strategic direction, take a step back and ask yourself why. Uh, every business cult has a poster child. Uh, remember JD and Katie. Nice folks, total cult leaders, they were the poster children. Uh, Business cults love to hype up examples of success frequently because they keep employees transfixed on their potential rewards. Poster children serve as their tools to accomplish that. These poster children get trotted out in some form or another on a regular basis to convince employees and candidates that they can make a lot of money by sticking with the company. Their stories are usually the same. And as I read this, it was... It was haunting because it was almost the exact same type of story framework that I was told from each of the poster children at DC Promotions. They had no previous experience in the industry. They, quote, had nothing. They started from the bottom. They worked super hard. They followed the company's cultural values and ended up making a lot of money. Now, on its face, that's not unheard of in many legitimate businesses. And those are a lot of success stories for a lot of people. But when it's reminded during those hype sessions on a daily basis, and it's usually the same people essentially giving the same talk every day. And for the reason I found out, it's because every day there were different people there, either new hires from the day before or not. Um, that, that's why they do it. They, and they really try and drive it home. Uh, that narrative arc is important because it shows the crowd that anyone can replicate that success. In theory, business cults bank on convincing employees that they can succeed without connections or prior experience, just like the poster children. Uh, and the author does note, this strategy is designed to target the most vulnerable people in society who lack financial security, experience, and access to job training or education. I actually I actually didn't read the sentence earlier. It's basically reiterating what I said earlier. And in a way, like I, I feel justified because it shows, yeah, I, I, I learned a lesson, but reading this again now it also kind of just hits me because it reminds me of the dark place i was where i was susceptible falling for this that's why you need to see these tactics employed by door-to-door sales agencies that pay a hundred percent commission instead of an hourly wage you may notice a few things about these poster children though there are very few of them sometimes only one you've never met or worked with these people before they might not even be of the company anymore 
And if they're still in the company, they're in a, the CEO's inner circle and out of reach. Yeah, both poster children were literally taken to the Kentucky Derby and given BMWs. Um, this classic marketing, uh, this is classic marketing, selling someone a better version of themselves to people who are emotionally, financially, and professionally vulnerable. If it seems like no one can reach the same success as these poster children, then it's probably not just your imagination. Something is likely wrong. Now, the next part, remember what I said about the, the chest bumping and the <laughs> that you had to do every day and then not sitting down and shit like that? I thought that was just a one-off thing. And, you know, I thought that was only something weird you saw on TV and movies. It disturbs me how common this apparently is within this industry. Rituals are commonly used to manipulate the crowd. Rituals are important to us. They help us consciously begin and end everything from a regular day to major phases of life. So it's important not to villainize them outright. Yeah, I like rituals. I like putting up a Christmas tree and singing Hail to the Redskins during a Skins game, despite the fact we're not allowed to call them the the Redskins anymore. Hail to the Redskins, hail to victory. I'll still freaking sing it. I don't freaking care, and I've never even liked that team after they destroyed our G3. Um, Anyway, like most tactics, however, some organizations take this one beyond a healthy practice towards a fairly extreme level of participation. If you're in a business cult, you'll notice that these rituals are often held, uh, are held often, sometimes daily. Watch out for these signs. Now, this one I remember going through. I hit every freaking one of these points. Morning hype sessions before starting work. Evening debrief sessions that guide the narrative of the day's events. In-person promotion ceremonies to add pageantry to advancement. Forced social events for team cohesion. They would they had this ritual where on like your third day they would ask, you know, your your coach for the day would offer to take you to Chipotle and then like guilt you into why you didn't sell good enough on your third day of learning how to sell makeup. And then after about a week, they try and take you at TGI Fridays with the other like inner circle every night. And it's like, one, if you're going to bribe me as much as I would like free food and still like free food, TGI Fridays isn't going to cut it, bro. Honestly, I'd much rather do like subway at that point. Um, It's normal, the article continues, it's normal to have a monthly or quarterly meeting that celebrates the team's achievements. That's a reasonable way to provide recognition and to raise morale by celebrating the employee's hard work. What's not normal is to hold meetings all the time that control the organization's internal narrative or to use promotions as a tool to dazzle other employees into thinking, that will be me if I just work harder. You'll, you'll be able to spot the reoccurring themes in these ritualized meetings if you listen closely. One, promotions usually revolve around dedication to the organization. Two, sacrificing personal time for its organization is considered a virtue. Three, people who devote themselves openly receive more attention and respect from leaders. Four, the speaker will reiterate how the organization's values were the reason for success in addition to hard work. These rituals reinforce the culture with human connection and use the employees as social proof to keep the rest of the team hooked on the promise of future awards. Now we're almost half, you know, we're, we're past the halfway mark for this article, so just hang with me. The company has specialized lingo for everything. Working at movie theater was my first job in high school, according to the author. They didn't have customers, though. They had guests, and the managers actively corrected us whenever we mistook those guests for people paying money in exchange for goods and services. It turns out that Disneyland does this, too. That's probably where the theater got the idea. Target does it, too. He worked there for a short time. Some companies are even worse. Apparently, IBM has a corporate, quote, songbook. What? What? I gotta read that again. Apparently IBM has a corporate songbook that employees were expected to recite. I know somebody who works for IBM. I should I should ask about that. Uh, more more recently, Facebook has decided employees will now refer to each other as metamates instead of coworkers. Yikes. Um Having a specific vocabulary doesn't necessarily make a business a cult, but it might be a valid signal that if terminology obscures reality, like pretending that customers briefly visiting a billion-dollar retail chain are actually family members staying for the next few hours, 
Rebuilding an employee's entire understanding of a job or company using in-group language reinforces the sense of an inclusive community. In turn, it gives people belonging the purpose which can overpower a person's dissatisfaction or desire to find a new job. Cults use this tactic for the same reason. Even more insidiously, forcing people to learn a new professional language imposes a, quote, student mentality on a new hire. Nope. Why is that popping up? Oop, sorry about that. Uh, I'm not going to cut that part out because we're raw and real and emotional here, and we do it live. And a better podcaster would have fixed that. An even better podcaster would somehow able to finesse that pause. Something something popped up on the screen and completely fucked up my flow. Um, let me... Let me go ahead and start from here. Even more insidiously, forcing people to learn a new professional language imposes a, quote, student mentality on every new hire. This creates a psychological power imbalance in favor of the employer. This makes you feel like an acolyte instead of a trusted member of a team. That's by design. We continue, expecting blind loyalty. All this adds up to loyalty, and business cults, won't, and business cults want you to provide that without getting much in return. This can manifest in many ways. Here are a few ways such organizations expect loyalty from employees. Uh, One is working for paltry wages because, quote, you should do it for the passion. Ah, that's some bullshit. That's some bullshit right there. Uh, An expectation to work late all the time to prove your dedication. I once finished a day that started at 7 a.m. and ended at 6, and because I didn't meet my sales goal, they asked me to go out to Tyson's Corner, which is a big, big big mall in the D.C. area, and uh, go to the mall and try and sell things to people until the mall closed. And for the record, I was actually kicked out. Uh, from a mall in Annapolis, Maryland, the previous day, and they took and took my photo and told me I couldn't come back for seven days. Um, that's how these people were. I think I talked about that in that last uh, MLM episode too. Uh, an expectation. Oh yeah, I read that one. People reachable twenty four seven and feeling shame for unplugging. Uh, I feel that with my. I feel, I feel that with job jobs. It's like nine to five is a lie, as I'm told. Um, pressure to praise the company on your social media profiles, encouragement to write positive company reviews somewhere, a prevailing attitude that advancement is selfish, being told how great it would be to say nice things about a leader, being told to keep the company's interest in mind when you move to another one, being expected to attend after-hours events to promote your company. This expectation of loyalty can be so strong that you might actually be punished in some form if you decide to leave. Here's a real-life example, according to the author. One of my old bosses excluded me from just about every meeting after I gave notice, even though the meetings were supposed to be about how I could transition my workload to other people. Um, okay. So now we're, now we're towards the meat of this. Well, that was all the meat. Now we're at like the hot salami portion of this cult sandwich. How to escape a business cult. Recognizing cult-like behavior or organization can be a heavy realization that will probably leave you with a desire to get out. Follow these tips to accomplish that. Scrutinize company reviews. These give you extra perspective. That was something I wish I did. I, I and my mom actually pulled some up, and she was like, this place is terrible. And I was like, no, they told me I could be a millionaire. And even though I did eventually Google some of them while I was still there, I didn't want to believe it. Um, uh, companies are savvy and the bad ones have realized that they could flood review platforms with fake reviews to boost their ratings. However, you can still keep an eye out for the telling reviews with specific and critical details. Uh, yeah. Uh, contact ex employees for insights, reach out to ex employees through direct messages on LinkedIn to ask them about their experiences. You'll probably need to explain your reservations about the company's culture before asking them to share their own. Find out if the company punishes people for leaving. This would look like defamation, pretending to be a reference, gossip from the leaders, some form of career sabotage, or being escorted out of the building ceremoniously. Uh, the next few, uh, I won't go into all, all the explanations, but it's like uses a paper trail to protect yourself, launch a stealth job search. I did that immediately. 
block the business cult leaders upon leaving. I, I did that. I blocked them on Facebook and everything else. And, um, man, I, I feel bad when people encounter this and when they've encountered it multiple times, it can make it really hard to trust again. But trust me, as somebody that got in deep once and almost fell for it a second time shortly after that, um, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to have good judgment on this. And, you know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't reflect on you as a person. I felt like I was, I, I felt so gaslit after that. I actually almost did not send in my resignation email because I thought maybe I was the problem. Maybe I was just such a bad salesman. Maybe I was such a bad employee that maybe I just wasn't seeing something. But the next, but the next day after I sent that email, and didn't show up to work. It was actually my brother's birthday. And what I did was I, I woke up and I said, Hey, let's go see Avengers Endgame. And uh, we went to Alamo draft house and I had a few beers and we watched it and it was just a, a good time. And, as I was driving off, he was like, oh, by the way, I just realized you didn't go to work today. And I was like, yeah, it's because I quit. And he was like, well, what are you going to do now? And I, I, I said to him, I, I don't know. And, um, you know, it's it's that feeling of not knowing and being insecure that, that really does impact you. But I promise you right now, especially if you're unemployed right now, and if something is looking like it's an MLM, you're in the you're in the hottest job market ever. Panda Express is paying um, managers sixty eight thousand dollars to start, and for most entry level workers at Panda Express, you can make anywhere between fifteen to twenty dollars an hour. And Panda Express has been called one of the best companies in America to work for. That says a lot for a restaurant food chain. Like I've seen people at McDonald's want to kill themselves. The people at Panda Express are giving you extra food. I know I'm not paying $12.99 for all that and not getting about like five, six dollars more. Panda's got something going on. And throughout the Milwaukee area, I'm I'm seeing signs everywhere for sign-up bonuses and for paid training and you know, it's just like this is the hottest job market ever. But also, this is a, this is one of the greatest times to be an online freelancer, and that's why I've been saying, you know, a lot of there's almost two people: the people that tell you don't even start a side hustle, just work on your job and grow there. And then there are people saying just side hustle so you can make it your full time gig. I'm the guy saying you could do whatever you want, and you can have both. I still have a full time job, but I lean very heavily on my side hustles because it, it's it, it's what works for me. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where these moments, like when I was dealing with that business cult and, you know, the years of unemployment, as I as I spoke about, from good jobs to bad jobs, um, learning skills has gotten me to the point where I, I have a large degree of security in my life, financially and physical, and I can go to sleep now. And um, it took years, years to figure that out. Remember, my degree was in political science, and now I'm in digital marketing, and, um, you know, I look back and it, it was hard. So many trips to the library, so many hours scouring the internet, online courses, going to Barnes and Noble and stuff like that, just hoping that maybe I could have enough skills to one day pay off. And luckily they did. And it, it was hard and it took a long time and I had a lot of failures. I had, I, I would mess up on things. I had clients yell at me at the beginning, but hopefully it got better. And I'm at the point now where, my clients are some of my favorite people, and I actually look forward to working with them on things. I had to figure that all out by myself. And ironically, podcasting and all my side hustles gave me the basis to basically reinvent myself to eventually get into social media and copywriting and becoming a professional digital marketer. And now I get to help people figure out their passions and the things they're good at so they could go ahead and take a vacation for the first time in several years. So they can go ahead and build up that nest egg. So when an emergency ER bill comes, it's not going to put them in debt. I want people to not have to stress about their retirement. I want people to not worry about whether or not they're going to lose that job because they're still going to have money coming in one way. I had to figure all that out by myself. You don't have to. 
If you follow me on Instagram at OTR underscore Remzo or on Twitter, Hey Remzo, you see me making posts all the time with a link to Hustlers University 2.0. I know for some of you who are probably listening to me for the first time, you're probably thinking, oh, is the anti-MLM guy trying to get me into an MLM? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm not just somebody promoting Hustlers University. I'm a student. And let me tell you, if I had taken the material in that course five years ago, my life would be drastically different. I thought I was a good copywriter now. I thought I was a good affiliate marketer now. I thought I knew about investing in stocks and crypto and getting better at personal finance and learning all these things now. And by now, I really mean like before five months ago when I joined Hustlers University because I wanted to see what the hype was about. Let me tell you, if I didn't know I had any blind spots or weak points before that, I certainly learned what they were afterwards, and I've been a monthly member since. And it's provided me one-on-one interactions with coaches and mentors who are verified professionals in their industry, and I'm getting to learn from the successes and failures of other people who are active students learning things alongside me. And it's just it's just fun. Like, not a lot of online courses offer a, a fun experience. It's freaking fun. And, um, you know, everyone that I know who has signed up for it has learned something that they would have never learned or had the courage to learn otherwise. It's offering you an opportunity to make an extra four or five hundred a month, an extra twelve hundred a month, three thousand a month. People's lives are changing. It's because Hustlers University is the best online course. It's the best online community for hustlers and entrepreneurs that want to learn how to make an additional income online that I have ever come across. I'm saying this is somebody that pays monthly to be part of it. I look forward to seeing what's up and updated in there daily. And I can tell you that after five months of being in it, I'm going to be in it for another five months because this thing freaking pays for itself. If you're interested in learning more and getting involved and changing the way that you look at your money and your own confidence, please check out the link in the show notes for Hustlers University. Hope you enjoyed that. As always, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review across Al Gore's amazing internet, and I'll be back later in the week. Be safe, be good, good night.